Hello, hello, and welcome to the Borealis Experience. I'm your host, Aurora, life coach and companion on this beautiful journey called life. I hope you're doing well. I hope you feel good. I hope you feel loved and understood, inspired and expansive. And if that's not the case, if you're walking through a dark phase in your life or if you're having a, an off day, I hope I can bring you some value. I hope I can make you feel less alone and support it. If ever you want to meet in person and engage in a coaching journey, I have a physical location now where we can meet in a yurt in a forest where I'd love to learn more about your history, your story, and then help you out with all the tools I have for you to live the most juiciest, courageous, expansive life that you would want to imagine for yourself. I'm also happy to connect over Zoom if you cannot make it out to the yurt, if you live a little bit farther away or abroad. That's always a way to connect as well. So in last episode, um, I have talked about your mind and its addiction to negative thinking, anxious thinking, because it wants to protect you. I also provided a tool on how to start out your journey when it comes to becoming a detective of your thoughts. Where do they come from? What triggers your mind, your ego, and how can you become more aware of what's true and what is not. So I used words like never and always, uh, thoughts that are very radical and one-sided, uh, usually coming from a place of anxiety and wanting to protect, but they're not always serving us. Yes, they can protect us from potential pain, but they can also keep us locked in and small and make us feel inadequate and not enough, even more than we might be feeling already. So today I want to keep on going um, when it comes to the tools, when it comes to stuff that you can do in order to get behind the scenes of your anxious thoughts um, and your addiction to negative thoughts. So as I just mentioned, the first thing is to distance yourself from your thoughts and to see them as a separate entity and to ask this entity, right, really imagining a person sitting on a chair in front of you with these thoughts. Hey, where are these thoughts coming from? What do you want me to be aware of? What do you want me to feel protected of? What do you want to protect me from? What is threatening and where is this coming from? Does this go back to your childhood, to your teenage years or maybe to your kindergarten days? Um, become curious about where your thoughts have first um, evolved from. It's usually an event that was painful, um, disappointing, a wound that hasn't healed yet. 
and to really ask it, hey, what do you want? And what's is the opposite true? What what if the opposite was true? And it's an interesting journey to engage on. Like I'm I'm still going through that, right? I'm not fully healed and enlightened. I'm far from that. I get in behind my thoughts and my feelings and my triggers and I just wonder, hey, what is this? Did I not take enough care of myself today and I'm just anxious because I'm actually thirsty and eager to move my body? Is there really a problem and it needs solving? Or what if the opposite was true? And to become more playful with this, right? To, you know, we do that in exercising. Um, as a physiotherapist, I, I trained athletes. And you don't only exercise walking forwards and sprinting, but also going backwards and crawling on the floor <laughs> because you want to keep as agile as possible. So it's not only one-sided that you train your mind and your body, but from all angles, from from very diverse places. And so to allow your mind to be a little bit more open again um, by asking questions, is this true? What if the opposite was true? And especially when it comes to people and we have very, you know, strong opinions about a certain person in our life that is difficult to, to handle, um, to also there, like, question, really, are they really that annoying? Are they really always this way, never that way? That way you can totally heal relationships in your life as well in questioning your assumptions and your conclusions that you make about certain people. And it can open up um, conversations that can be very healing. And maybe you want that person in your life, but maybe in a different way than they used to be in your life. Another thing that you can do in order to tackle your negative and anxious thoughts is um, guided meditation. Meditation, um, allowing silence and being mindful. And the first tool that I provided you here is uh, the reframing, um, looking at a situation, at a person from a different angle. And mindfulness is, um, is basically the umbrella of reframing. So becoming mindful of your thoughts, becoming mindful of your surroundings, really engaging with what is going on right around you. Um, I'm never against cell phones, <laughs> the use of social media or anything, but we need a balance. We need to sometimes take a break from our screen and really deeply engage with the environment right around us, be it the people, uh, becoming more curious about the people around us again, the animals that we take care of or the animals in our environment. If you have plants, to spend time with plants, and I'm not going to get too esoteric here, but Every living being deserves your unconditional attention, presence, and love. And to really engage in that and to become curious about it. Curious and open and um, approaching all living beings with an open heart and wanting to know more, wanting to learn. 
So mindfulness is an extremely valuable tool on your journey to understand your mind, understand your anxiety or even depression if you struggle with that. And knowing where it's coming from and finding out if you can heal that part inside of yourself. And being mindful in how you interact with people and how you go about your little habits, how you get out of bed in the morning, how you brush your teeth, how you eat, how you drink, how you drive, how you speak. And just becoming an observant without judgment. Because that is you. You are the entity that observes. You are not your thoughts. You are not the activities that you do and all the accomplishments that you, you know, engage in, long for goals you set yourself to. You are the entity that observes all these thoughts, all these behaviors, all these relationships. And by discerning, by going through the mind clutter and, and really becoming um, like a little bit more radical, a little bit more clear about what you want to allow in your mind and what not. And by becoming more aware of yourself and your patterns without judgment, without harsh judgment, you can then change in a way that feels good for you and is authentic. But the important thing is when you become more and more self-aware to not judge yourself. Because what we tend to do when we start observing ourselves and seeing stuff that we don't really like and we judge it as bad, as, you know, sociopath, as stupid, as totally behind times and, and backwards, I meant, sorry. Um, we beat ourselves up to a point where we throw everything, we throw everything off the table and then quit. Uh, this is, by the way, what happens with the awesome New Year's resolutions. We, we are so unrealistic, we are so radical and harsh with our New Year's resolutions that probably by March or latest by now, people have totally given up with their New Year's re resolution and maybe even gotten worse when it comes to mental health, emotional um, agility and intelligence and physical health. If your goals are too unrealistic or if they are realistic but you cannot handle setbacks and little failures along the way, you will be worse off than if you never had New Year's resolutions. And same goes with you becoming more aware of your thoughts and your anxiety and maybe your depression to ask, hey, what is it that needs to be expressed and, and shown to the world? What needs to be put on the table? What needs to be said? What needs to be experienced? What is it that makes me sad? What is it that makes me feel unworthy, unseen, and small? And what part of my life, um, in what part of my life did that start? And how can we heal this? So reframing, 
questioning your thoughts, especially the negative ones, especially the, the anxious ones, and detaching from them, knowing that you are not your thoughts. Your thoughts might be an old software that hasn't gotten updated yet, and you're still dragging on and think that it is you. You identify with your thoughts. Try to observe your thoughts without judgment and become more and more aware of yourself. And mindfulness. Become mindful with everything you consume, be it mental content or physical, like food um, or activities you engage in. And become very um, interested in yourself. <laughs> I was looking for the right word here, but yeah, become curious and interested about yourself and see how that changes your relationship to the, yourself. And then a third thing I want to share with you is self-care. The better you take care of yourself, and we can start with nutrition, adequate water intake, vitamins, minerals, micronutrients, and go further into clothing. Are you wearing clothing that makes you feel comfortable? Or are you wearing clothing that just looks a certain way but actually doesn't make you feel good? Um, your workplace, is it a space that makes you feel good, inspired and creative, expansive and loved and appreciated? When it comes to your family or the people that you spend time with, are these people encouraging, loving, um, ch challenging you in the right areas of your life? Um, how do you feel overall? And then learning to find out what self-care practices could benefit you can be journaling, it can be guided meditation, it can be relaxation classes, it can be walks in the forest, it can be reading a book, it can be, um, you know, setting like dates in your calendar where you want to talk to loved ones and connect with people around you that you love and respect. Um, there's all kinds of self-care practices that you can engage in. The better you take care of yourself, the more positive and pleasant your thoughts and emotions will be because overall you feel good. And a person that feels good and content and enough and seen and heard will less likely feel inadequate and not enough. And that in turn will positively affect their mind and how they perceive the world. All right, my dear friend, I think um, that was a lot for today. I'm going to leave you with that with so much love and always there for you. If you want to reach out and ask questions, if you want to hop on a, on a, uh, you know, sync up call to see if we want to work together in the near future or for you to request an episode if there is something that you want to learn more about i'm always there for you and i'm happy to serve you in the best way i can take care until next time bye bye <laughs>